Welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. This is your host, Jim Cockrum. The only link you'll ever need if you're a fan of this show or if you want to tell your friend about this show, if you want to spread the good news, spread some of that optimism, some of that bright outlook on the future that we have around here, because we're seeing it play out every day, just tell them about silentjim.com. Silent Jim, J-I-M.com. That's me, Jim. And this show can be spread far and wide freely because it costs you absolutely nothing to enjoy our vantage point on using the internet creatively to launch and grow multiple streams of income. That's what this show is all about. That's what it's been about. That's what I've been doing for 20 years. It's the only income my family's had for 20 years. And now we've got teenage and young 20-something entrepreneurs who are doing the same thing in our house. Uh, We homeschooled them. We exposed them to entrepreneurial ideas. Their businesses are booming right in the middle of the coronavirus epidemic. Literally everyone under this household and the family and the friends that we fired. Business is booming. It's thriving. And you can go back in time and listen to some of the other podcast episodes and hear examples. Uh, For example, our 20-year-old son, uh, I just got a text from him yesterday. Trey, for those of you who have followed his business, it's exploding. He teaches people how to use uh, paid ads to create funnels to grow their business. And he does consulting in that arena. And he's getting more clients than he can handle. He's got a large team that's growing. He's hiring. We've got one son. He's, he's launched his landscaping business in the middle of all this. Works outside, does what he loves, making great money. Just bought a truck from... His grandpa, actually, and uh, that's what he's out doing right now. So things are going great. We've got another kid who's working at the warehouse right now and helping fulfill all these orders because we run a prep center, which means we accept inventory fulfillment. We We either send it off to Amazon for them or we mail it to their customers. There's a whole network of prep centers in this community among the listeners to this podcast. I may feel like I'm wandering a little bit, but I'll I'll bring it all back around here in a minute. Just so you know, if you weren't aware, if you go to prepcenternetwork.com, prepcenternetwork.com, there's a free list there of all the prep centers around the world that can help you out with uh, managing your inventory, shipping it where you need it shipped. That's how people who live outside the United States who are fans of this podcast Take advantage of selling products to people who live in the U.S. You never have to see or touch your own inventory. You can use a prep partner. And as a free service to this community, we've got a great list of them. And if you happen to have a prep service yourself, we'd love to add you to the list. Go to that same website, fill out the application. Hey, today I want to talk about, yes, this is a community of optimism. This is a community of positivity. But let's be very realistic. There are some unique challenges right now. And we're getting a fair amount of email from the sellers in this community. Now, keep in mind, there's thousands of people who use Amazon as one of the major, if not the major source of income for their family who listen to this podcast. Thousands, probably tens of thousands, if we're being realistic, who have listened to this significant number of episodes of this podcast. So we've got a pretty decent feel for what's up in the Amazon seller community. And I would say one of the bigger challenges we're facing right now, we could always say, well, you know, the the feedback system isn't fair. It used to be better because we could delete feedback and, or, 
you know, just the competition can still manipulate by buying my product and leaving a negative review. You know, there's a, a bunch of issues. Let's put all those in category B for a minute of like, yes, those are issues. Yes, we'd love to tackle those. It's hard to get a listing to look right. You know, something that Jeff on our team sent me last week is like, hey, it's, there's a six pack for a product and it says single pack in the description and I can't get them to change it. And customers are confused and they're buying the wrong thing. They think they're getting something that they're not getting. Can't get that fixed and it's frustrating. There's a whole host of those little issues that go into the frustrations that go into being an Amazon seller. But right now there's only one thing that is the number one frustration among most Amazon sellers. And that's the price gouging issue. And I want to dive a little deeper. We've had a little more time to kind of let the new, the way the world works right now, these new rules and Amazon policies have settled in a little bit. We've seen a lot of people complain about a few specific categories of product. So I wanted to spend some time kind of in a brainstorm fashion. I didn't make a whole lot of notes for today's episode, but I've got a lot of stuff in my head that I think will be useful for you, helping you navigate this whole new mysterious gouging fair pricing territory that Amazon wants us to navigate. It's kind of like navigating a minefield with huge rewards if you can successfully navigate it, but navigating it is a bit tricky. But I'm here to I'm here for some good news too. Uh, those mines that feel like they're these massive, you know, explosives that are going to take you down, they're kind of little firecrackers. It's temporary Let's put it this way. I've yet to hear of a permanent suspension for someone for price gouging on Amazon, a permanent suspension. Now, there's been some extremely inconvenient, lengthy suspensions. And don't get me wrong, those could turn into permanent, quite possibly. But the vast majority of people who are getting their hands slapped, you appeal and they say they reject your appeal. So you appeal again and they say they're, they're shutting you down and, and you think you're done. You appeal again and you go back again and like, hey, can I get some help here? Come on, I'll stop selling the product. I promise. Here's my plan of action. My plan of action is to never sell anything in that category ever again. Can I please get back in? And you're hearing stories of people getting back in because Amazon knows they're throwing out a lot of baby with the bathwater right now. So those mines in this minefield, they're not as scary as some people are making them. I've yet to hear, and maybe you know of an exception. I'm sure there's always an exception. Anytime I say something like that, someone will give me an exception. Like, well, yep, this, this guy got suspended three months ago and they've told him there's no way he's ever coming back. And those stories do happen, but they're truly rare. And compared to the eBay era, I've been doing this 20 years, compared to the eBay era, which was the only option up until about you know 15 years or so ago, there wasn't even anything on the radar besides eBay. You just lose your account overnight. You just wake up, log in, you didn't exist anymore, and there was no way for you to check anything or get no, there was no recourse, there was no customer support, there was no, you know, third, fourth, fifth appeal. It was just, nope, you're gone. And you started over. You know, so compared to that reality, we really are the scariest scenarios aren't that scary. So there's one reason not to be nervous about the price gouging and price fairness. And I'm going to explain what those things are for people who are new today as well. Make sure you understand price fairness and gouging and Amazon and what all that is. Um, but for now, I'm just making sure that those who do know what it is, you're, you're more at ease. So it's not as scary as you're thinking. And the other thing is, remember, we're a multiple streams of income community. If you're competent enough and you're established enough to be selling product on Amazon, I don't care if you started last month. You figured it out. You've got your account set up. 
you're starting to sell some things. You maybe saw a sale pop in on your Amazon seller app, getting a little confidence under you. Guess what? You're about a thousand miles ahead of 99.9% of the world who's thinking to themselves right now, man, I wonder if I should be selling online. I wonder if I should get into e-commerce. You could start coaching. You could start training. You could start offering free local courses that turn into paid gigs as people say, yeah, I'd love to get my product online. The Proven Amazon course has a module inside it called the PPP module. Now, PPP is very popular right now because it's also the name of a loan program in the United States for small businesses. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about something that's been around longer than that, our Proven Product Partnering course. If you purchase the, the Proven Amazon course from Proven amazoncourse.com one of the modules of the dozens of modules that are in there all incredible training one of them teaches you how to help people put their products on amazon with their own account so you help them set up their own account you help them start selling their own product you get a percentage of every sale zero risk multiple streams of income you're not relying on one amazon account there are dozens and dozens of ways to diversify your internet income streams. Remember, I'm going to say it again, multiple streams of internet-based income. There's so much security. That's, that's what we do around here. That's what I've, how I've fed my family for coming up on 20 years now. That's been the main source of our income. This stuff flat out works. But you have to keep that multiple streams of income mentality because it even if the risks are low of losing your Amazon business, if that's your only source of income, you're going to be nervous. You're going to be a little anxious. You're going to be checking in and making any little red dot on your seller report is going to be, make you nervous and scared and anxious unnecessarily. So multiple streams of income. Why not have 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 Amazon accounts like one of our recent podcast guests had numerous Amazon accounts, not his own. He was doing it completely legally. Amazon's rules say you can only have one. Well, how do you get 30? Well, you help other people set up their own Amazon accounts and you get a percentage of their sales. It could be your students. It could be people with a unique product to sell, right? There's all kinds of creative ways. The Proven Amazon course will help you do that. But today's episode, let's dive into the meat and potatoes of today's episode. It's going to be about fair pricing and gouging. Now, some of this is going to be a little bit of a review. I've hit on these subjects. I haven't dedicated a complete episode to right now, what's the news? As I'm sitting here, we're in the early stages of the month of May of 2020, and the coronavirus is still having a worldwide economic impact. Some areas are starting to come back to life. A lot of areas are starting to thrive again economically, but there's still enough people who aren't leaving home, and there's a whole lot of online shopping going on. But that's And that's kind of the good news from a business vantage point. The bad news from this vantage point is eBay and Amazon, the two biggest players, especially in North America, have really cranked down on this whole fair price and price gouging. Now, philosophically, I could probably speak for about an hour as to why I think fair price and gouging, just the terms and every thought that goes into them from my vantage point are completely ridiculous unnecessary. In a free market system, you don't need gouging laws. You don't need fair price warnings. You don't need any of that. In a free market, it's all going to work out. I come from the school of thought that says if we'd allowed free pricing, there never would have been a toilet paper shortage because 
instead of toilet paper being $8 on the shelf, it would have been $24 on the shelf and people would have bought one instead of buying 40, right? That's how the free market keeps product on the shelf. It lets price go up when supply goes down and there's more for everybody that way. And you reward those people who are creating that product under a great deal of stress. Make no mistake, there's a great deal of stress among manufacturers right now because they've got to pay people more. They've got to hire more people because some people are sick or nervous that they might get sick. So they're staying home. That makes it more expensive to bring people in. That drives up prices. So here we are sourcing product for Amazon, products that they're having trouble getting their hands on as sellers. And this may feel like I'm complaining a little bit, but I'm just painting it as accurate a picture as I can before we start talking solutions. Okay. So here we are sourcing product, one of the business models that's very successful in our community. And remember, there's dozens of ways to make money with Amazon. But right now, one of the hottest ways is source products from traditional retail or wholesale or from any other strategies we teach, online arbitrage, creative partnerships, contact these businesses or stores that are closed and helping them get their inventory online. Numerous ways to get retail products onto the shelves of Amazon. And here we are being creative and doing that and helping serve Amazon and their customers. But we're getting these surprise warnings, these notices in certain categories. And I'll tell you what those categories are in a moment. But we're getting notices from Amazon saying, oh, hold up, oh, your price is too high. Your price is too high. You need to lower that price down. And there's some new algorithms that are in place at Amazon and, and they're tweaking and testing them. I've got a note on my desk right now that's got the names of the people who are in charge of these processes. And I'm doing my best to reach out to them, to communicate with them, to send them notes and messages and examples of where these rules are inconsistently applied and where they're creating some chaos and confusion among sellers and even among buyers. And their own system is just not consistent. But what we're seeing is prices, let's say you were selling item X for the last eight months at $10. And here you are just floating along, happy, happy, selling it for $10. Customers are happy, you're happy. And then suddenly here comes Corona. And now that same $10 price is gouging suddenly. So you scratch your head and think, well, I don't want to put my account at risk. I'll drop it down to, to, to $5 and just blow through them. Well, what if that's still gouging? You know, we're seeing like crazy extreme examples. And, and in those cases where the algorithm just doesn't make sense, I'm going to give you some strange advice, but rather than fight back and punch at the wind and send Amazon your plan of action report and, you know, try to win that product, here's where my advice of be an inch deep and a mile wide comes into play. It's just not worth it over a single SKU or over one or two or three, or maybe even five. You know, if, if it represents a small percentage of your overall total list of items that you're selling, you just need to kind of sacrifice it. We've done that with some of ours. So you know what, Amazon? I'm just going to pull all this product. I'm going to donate it to a food pantry. That's my plan of action. Is that okay with you? I'm done selling this item. Take the hit. Walk away for now. There's so many other products that are selling so quickly right now. I'm going to give you some creative solutions in just a minute, but it's not worth going to battle. Because right now, it's kind of a coin toss if you go to battle as to whether you're going to win or not, even if it doesn't make any sense. And I've given you an example. I'll give you some extreme examples that we've seen. Amazon is selling a product for $30. You've been selling it forever for $20 successfully. They say you're price gouging. 
You point out the fact that they're selling it for more money than you are, but you'll drop your price anyway. So you drop your price anyway. They say you're still gouging. They haven't dropped their price. You've dropped your price. You're still gouging. And then they send you a note that says, until you're matching the price, the lowest price of all major retailers, you're gouging. So here Amazon is selling it for 30. You got accused of gouging at 15 or 20, then at 15, and you dropped it again and you go and look at Walmart, it's $12 there. She's so like, okay, well, I guess I got to sell it for 12, which is your cost. So your choice then is, do I go to battle and say, hey, Amazon, you're selling it for 30 and you're expecting me to sell it for what I paid for it? Then you go to go to battle and fight them and your plan of action? Or you just throw up, raise the white flag, surrender and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to recall all 40 of those units. I'm going to sell them on Facebook Marketplace or donate them to a food pantry or just put them in my garage and wait till Amazon's algorithms aren't crazy anymore. I don't think there's anyone at Amazon that's intentionally sitting in the corner with an evil look on their face, you know, rubbing their hands together, petting their white cat, saying, let's destroy Amazon sellers with these insane algorithms. I don't think that's what's happening. What's happening is there's a couple states in the United States, specifically, uh, I know California, I can't remember who the other one is. Maybe it's Tennessee. They have the, they have the 10% rule when it comes to gouging completely insane. I mean, they've put, put into their law books, a rule that says a law that says, and during a time of crisis, you can't raise your prices more than 10%. And I know initially a lot of people's emotional reaction will be, yeah, that's good. You don't want businesses out there profiteering during a time of crisis. Well, the problem is if you take like 30 seconds and think it through, what if their costs go up 40% of delivering that product? Are they going to A, continue making that product or B, shut down their business? I'm here to tell you from a business owner's vantage point, if suddenly it costs me a ton of money to deliver a product, I'm not going to deliver that product very long. It doesn't matter what the demand is. If I'm not allowed to sell it for a price that allows me to continue processing that product, I will stop making that product. So they've basically written into their law books in California. This is the true source. It's not Amazon that's the bad guy. It's California. It's states like California. So call your governors, call your political leaders in these states that have these ridiculous price gouging laws. They're the source of the pain and confusion right now because they've told all small businesses, hey, we know it costs you more to deliver your goods and services, but you're not allowed to raise your prices. What they're basically saying is you need to open up your bank account and dump it in the street for everyone to come take if you want to stay in business. Who wants to do that? I think I'd rather go out of business and keep some money in my bank account. Right? No business is going to produce products at a consistent loss. That's what they're asking sellers to do, though, to help. That's what Amazon's asking us as sellers to do, to help us comply, to help them comply with these ridiculous gouging laws in just a handful of states. Some states, you can raise your prices as much as 100%. Many states, most states, you're perfectly safe just protecting your margins. So as your prices go up, you raise your Price, as your costs go up, you raise your price accordingly. That's protecting your margins. If you don't know how to calculate margin, jump on Google and do it. I would suggest that you protect your margins, raise your prices, protect your margins. A 10% increase, 
not not anything to be worried about. If you want to be completely safe, stay within that 10% increase of margins on the hottest items. Now, there's plenty of opportunity, however, for you to make a lot more margin than that on a lot of very rapidly moving products right now to kind of make up for the pain that you're experiencing in other areas. And like I said, I'm going to give you some specific, some specific strategies. I've kind of filled you on on what this fair price warnings are, what the gouging is, what you're seeing from Amazon. When in doubt, go an inch deep and a mile wide. I probably need to explain that. That just means rather than selling item A, item B, and item C at 10,000 units each, I'd rather see you sell 100 of item A, 100 of item B, 100 of item C, and go find item D, E, E, F, G, H, I. Go find a bunch of items. Rather than going super deep on just a few products, now's the time to go about an inch deep on a bunch of products. That way, if Amazon comes back and says, hey, you're gouging on product F, you can say, you know what? I'm going to take it all to a food pantry right now, lower my price to $1 if you're okay with that, get rid of all of them, donate the ones you don't want me selling anymore to a food pantry. I, I promise I will never sell that product again. I've taken it off my list. I'm so sorry that I created pain and heartache among the buying community. I never should have gouged. I'll never do it again. I'm so, so, so sorry. I'm an evil capitalist seller and I tried to take advantage of the system by raising my price more than 10%. I raised it to 11%. When my costs went up 40%, I tried to get some of that back. You probably want to leave that part out. But you just want to be apologetic, straightforward. I'm pulling it off because the people who are reviewing these plan of actions, they're just in some cases just being brutal. They want you to sell it at whatever the lowest retail price is that can be found anywhere in the world. That's just ridiculous. So I'm saying you might have to bite the bullet. You might have to just pull that product, make a donation, save it for later. It'll still be a hot seller later as these algorithms and these people who don't know how to apply the fair price warnings and the fair price plans of action at Amazon, as this all dust settles, then you can maybe bring that product back and actually make a profit on it or just take the hit and donate it. Now, that's not the most exciting plan of action for many folks. But we've always, always, always said, I hate to say I told you so, but if you've been listening to this podcast for a long time, man, we've been giving some great advice on how to set up a truly stable Amazon business. We've never said go all in on one product. There's plenty of courses out there that'll do, teach you that. They'll teach you how to go all in. You know, you, you pay five to $7,000 for the course and then a few more thousand dollars for a coach. And then they'll teach you how to buy some software that identifies a niche market. And now you go all in on that super awesome niche market that the tool told you is really, really hot. So you fill your garage with a product, you send some of it to Amazon, and you have trouble marketing it. So then you, you buy the upgrade course that teaches you how to market on Amazon, right? This is how, this is how so many people have crashed and burned. One out of 50 or one out of 100 people who do this, they make some money. And those are the success stories that you read. But the rest of everybody gets stuck with a garage full of inventory or they get into a situation like we're in now and they're only selling a handful of items that are their own brand or their own label. And they're all in on that single product. And then Amazon slams them with a fair price warnings and gouging warnings. 
and they've got to lower their price now, that can be devastating. But if you're using the strategies that we teach around here, diversification, you never overcommit into any one single product. You go an inch deep and a mile wide. Now if Amazon comes at you and says, hey, those 50 units or those 20 units that you have of this product, we need you to drop your price 10%. You can say, I'm going to drop my price 90% and blow them all out right now. I don't need, I'm not committed to that skew. Sorry that uh, you had some sellers give you some complaints. I'm out, you know, I'm not going to sell that product anymore. And you keep selling your other stuff, diversification. Or you've got your other lines of income, your other streams of income rocking. So you can take a hit. So I've given you a couple strategies now. The next thing I want to talk to you about is, and this one's still in development, but it's shaping out. We're talking about it at least a couple times per week right now. We're building it out. We've already spent some time in the past building out this And there'll be a link to the discussion in our Facebook group for this one as well. I'll put a link in the show notes where you can come and discuss this one. But we're talking about launching our own platform. Now, this platform will not be in competition with Amazon. It's not going to be open to anyone and everyone who wants to sign up. It's not going to be international initially. We'll probably only ship to the 48 continental United States initially. May even not ship to California customers because that's how, that's how we avoid the ten percent gouging complaints. In any other state that has a ten percent gouging law, we probably won't ship to people who live there because we can't make a profit. You can't sustainably find products to sell if you're only allowed to raise your prices ten percent over where they were before the pandemic hit, and all the costs increase thirty percent. Not not to get too political here, but if you didn't realize it, when a government prints a few trillion dollars and puts them into the marketplace, the price of everything is going to go up. You do realize that, right? I actually did this example. It's probably been a couple of years ago on this podcast, but I say, wouldn't it, you know, just imagine a scenario where the government just gives every American a million dollars, right? So hang with me. Just imagine you wake up and every American has a million dollars, every man, woman, and child, a million dollars more than they had yesterday. Your first thought might be, wow, dude, that's kind of cool. And sad thing is we have some politicians right now who would probably say, yeah, that's great. Let's do that. <laughs> it's it's insane. Here's why it's insane. The first thing you might do is go, hmm, you know that Jag I've always wanted or that BMW or whatever that car is that you've always wanted? The first thing you're going to do is you're going to have a nice nice breakfast at home and kind of dream through like, what car do I want to go get? So you're going to hop in your car. And you're like, I'm going to go trade this old car in for a for a Jag today. But you get down to the Jaguar dealership and there's a line. It's about a mile long. And you're like, hey, is this the line for the Jag dealership? Like, yeah, it is. Yeah, they're selling a lot of cars. You know, so you know, wait, wait your turn. We get up there. And so you wait about nine hours to even get into the parking lot and have a guy out there with a the clipboard. It's like, hey, you're here to buy a Jag, right? It's like, yeah. And it's like, well, a couple things you got to know. Our production wait is nine and a half years because we just, we can't make them fast enough. <laughs> So if you want to wait, you have to wait about nine and a half years. And oh, by the way, that that Jag that was two hundred twenty thousand, it now costs eight hundred forty thousand. So you know, here's the waiting list. You, you want to put your name on the list? <laughs> the price of everything goes up. You pour money into the system, the price of everything goes up. So we're kind of stuck in this limbo period right now, where prices are rising, 
I'm not going to go off into the whole land of, are we going to see massive inflation and all? I think the economy of the United States is strong enough. We're going to be able to dig through this and make it happen. But our prices are going to go up. The cost of everything is going up. The government poured a bunch of money into our economy. That means the costs are going to go up on the shelf. You know, the, the green beans that were 89 cents, they're going to be $1.12 very soon. So if Amazon wants us to sell the stuff for the same price that we've always sold it for, well, that's not going to be possible very much longer. And they're going to realize it. How is Amazon going to realize this? The whole system breaks for Amazon when customers are ordering stuff and they're saying, hey, we won't have that for two weeks. Sorry, we're out of that for three weeks. Their own shoppers, Amazon's own internal shoppers who are trying to keep the stores stocked, the shelves stocked at the warehouses, they're going to start saying, hey, boss... I know you want us to sell these green beans for, for 89 cents like we always have, but we can't source them from anywhere for less than $1.50. Should we raise our price now? And when Amazon raises its prices, they're going to go, hmm, scratch their head. Maybe we should let sellers raise their prices too. Amazon will start to figure this out. I think it'll take three months, maybe, maybe five months. They'll start to relax and ease off some of these fair price warnings and gouging because they're going to realize costs are going up for everybody. Therefore, prices need to go up for everybody. But in the meantime, we're launching our own platform and it's going to be probably for big orders only. Not 100% certain at this point, meaning you know, if you've got 10 units of something or maybe even 50 or 100 units, that may or may not be enough to justify us bringing them onto our platform and helping you flip through them. Maybe eventually it will grow into to that. We're not trying to replicate Amazon. We're not going to have, you know, we don't plan on mitigating between buyers and sellers and helping them resolve their disputes. He said that this was going to be red and it looks more like pink to me. You know, we're not going to get in the middle of disputes between buyers and sellers. It's going to be very much a, we're a platform where a product can be put up for sale. We're going to help you sell it. We'll blow it out to the customers and we'll send you a check. You know, that's probably the, you know, we'll, we'll either buy your inventory from you or you'll put it on our shelves. And once it sells, we'll send you a check similar to how FBA works, but with very limited scope of who gets in, what type of products get in, where we'll ship products to. And again, that can of green beans, if you want to raise the price and flip it and actually make it a decent profit. You'll be able to do that on our platform where Amazon's telling you, no, you've got to sell it for, for 75 cents because that's what it sells for at the lowest possible price in the retail market. We'll let you go ahead and sell it for a margin that's maybe 10% above where you were priced at before. So there's some margin that can still be gained because we're doing that in our own business right now. Just to give you an update, our, our essentials products are just selling like crazy. Our phone is ringing like crazy. One of the things that happens when you artificially clamp down prices and you run out of inventory is you open up the door for third-party marketplaces to thrive. So the door's been thrown wide open for us to set up our own website, which you can do too. I would say right now is arguably one of the best times in the past 12 years to launch your own website and sell your own specialty product. I mean, I'm convinced you could set up a website just to sell green beans. We sell greenbeans.com and you source green beans from wherever you can get them. And Amazon won't let you sell them for more than a dollar a can. But 
$1.50 a can on your website. And what customers are going to realize is, wow, Amazon doesn't have any green beans anymore because they're forcing all their prices to be so low. They can't source them from anywhere for that cheap. You, however, are able to sell them for $1.50 a can all day, every day. Not worry about price gouging laws at all, especially if you avoid California. Maybe you just set up set it up so you don't ship product to California. So no one in California can complain that you're gouging them on prices. You raised your price 12%. You can't do that. I'm from California. Well, okay, we don't sell to people who live there anymore. We only sell to people who understand supply and demand. But you can set up a website now that does that. And that's what we've done. And we did it in arguably the hottest niche product. We've talked about the paradigm shift of going from virtually no one in the United States wearing masks to everyone wearing masks. So we set up familyfacemasks.com. We're getting massive orders, tons of traffic. A lot of you are affiliates. You're promoting the site. Thank you for that. Big list of people have signed up to help us sew. Thank you for that. We've got a Facebook group that we set up to give you information. If you want to sew masks with us and for us, we're rolling that up. It's ramping up a little slower than we'd like, but we've got some people working for us now and it's a beautiful thing. Hey, this is Jim. Sorry to interrupt this fantastic episode, but I wanted to alert you very quickly before we jump back to the show about today's sponsor. This episode is sponsored by the Legends Group. That is a small group of sellers who gather primarily on Facebook, but also live at a couple events per year and talk about how to source products successfully to sell on Amazon. They specialize in retail arbitrage and online arbitrage strategies. If you want to check them out and find out more about them, there's only one link to use. That's provenamazoncourse.com slash legends. Again, provenamazoncourse.com slash legends. Go ahead and check them out. It is a phenomenal group. You can drop out anytime you want, but I think you're going to love the regular trainings, the positive atmosphere. It's like a big family. And if you want to hang out with other people who are doing creative things, sourcing retail and online arbitrage style for Amazon, that is where you want to be. Hey, let's jump back into the show now. So one of the things I want to point out this at this point of the show is the podcast has changed a little bit. And let me tell you why it's changed. And I've mentioned this possibly a little bit, but I want to go a little deeper on why this podcast, it's a whole lot more of me, not as many interviews recently, although we've got some great interviews lined up. We're seeing more success stories than ever. You can jump into our Facebook group and see that. There's a remember that shortcut link that I set up that will take you right to our success stories, silentgym.com slash success. Silentgym.com slash success. Tons of success stories popping in pretty much every day, one or two popping in. And you can scroll through sorted in order from the most recent ones that happened today back in time, and you can see the success stories. So our community is exploding. It's Tons of it's not like I'm having trouble getting people who want to be on the podcast. The reason it's just me is because we need this show to be very timely. I want you to feel like you're getting information that's updated, that's relevant right now. 
in a time of crisis, that's important. It's a lesson that I learned from Daniel Lappin, one of my mentors, the author of Business Secrets from the Bible and Thou Shall Prosper. I actually get to jump on a call with him tomorrow with some business leaders. Um, but one of the things that he said, he mentioned on his podcast, was that in a time of crisis, a few of the traditional rules of how you conduct your life change when there's a lot of chaos in the culture. One of the rules is that you focus a whole lot more on what's happening right now. Instead of being, you know, what's my one month, three month, two year plan. And those, there's, there's healthy things there. Instead of thinking, what's my goal for six months or a year or five years from now, you make very healthy decisions today. You make sure you're taking care of what must be taken care of today. And when you're talking business, you're making plans based on all the latest information that you can possibly gather. So it feels like I'm being a little repetitive in some of the podcast episodes recently. It's just because I want you to be reassured that we've got our ear to the ground right now. We're paying attention to what's happening in the Amazon marketplace, in the online e-commerce marketplace right now. We're making decisions day to day, hour to hour, and changing direction, being flexible. And our business has never been more profitable as a result. It's inarguable that in the 20 years that I've been doing this, the most profitable and exciting period of time, if you want to look at a 60-day window, let's just break that whole 20 years down into 60-day windows, two-month windows. By far, the past 60 days have been the most exciting, profitable, adventurous. And I'm not talking about on the scary side because we could all tell our stories. You know, we've all got a friend of a friend at this point who's been highly impacted, if not someone much closer than that to us. But the fact that 99.99 something percent of us have been completely unaffected by this virus, well, that's a factor. And we're staying bullish and we're staying excited and we're staying forward focused, and we're growing our business. We're creating jobs, we're profiting, we're serving customers well, we're creating new income streams, and you're going to benefit from all of that because this community is continuing to thrive and surge forward. So I wanted to spend some time going through, just speaking from my heart on the gouging topic, on the fair price warnings, I got a little political today. You can kind of feel that creeping into my philosophies here because I'm just very frustrated. As a culture, if we understood, if we had just a little better understanding of what it's like to run and operate a business and you know what supply and demand are and how those influence and affect pricing, I mean, that's economics 101. There shouldn't be a single politician or lawmaker in our country that is unable to grasp supply and demand determine price. But unfortunately, it seems like only about half of them have any clue what you're talking about when you say that. As business owners, we don't have the luxury of ignoring the fact that supply and demand determine price. As my costs go up, as it gets more expensive to do business, my prices must go up. It, it's the same thing with, with all taxation. You know, as some politicians and lawmakers and, and a certain demographic of our nation would raise their fists in the air and say, we must tax businesses. Well, you're not actually taxing a business. You're just raising the prices for all their customers. That's all you're doing. You realize that a tax on one of us is a tax on all of us when it comes to taxing a business. 
because I myself as a business owner know that as my tax bills go up, as the rate I'm taxed goes up, I don't just, well, I guess I got to give more money to the government now. No, I raise my prices. That's how I make up for it. So my customers are paying my tax bill for me. Same thing here. As the prices go up on the costs of goods that I'm buying and acquiring, I pass that on to the customers. They have to pay more. You're going to see that. You'll see it in the restaurants. You'll see it you know, when you're buying goods. Costs of everything are going to go up because of all the money that's been poured in and it's more expensive to do business now. That's why meat is getting more expensive in the United States right now. Fewer workers are able to come in and feel safe and they have to pay those workers a little bit more than they're used to. It's causing some disruptions in the in the production chain. So business has gotten a little more expensive. Everyone's got to wear their protective gear now and they got to install plexiglass and that stuff doesn't just happen for free, right? So the cost of doing business is going up. So your meat's going to cost a little bit more for a while till competition comes in, the supply starts to catch up with demand and then the prices come back down. Supply and demand determine price. Right now, supply is dropping, demand is increasing, that means prices are going to go up on everything. Too few people understand that. And it's very frustrating to see policies put in place like California's ridiculous laws that say prices can't go up more than 10%. That's insane. It's just, I'm, it's flat out, I hate to be political, but that is an insane law. Uh, and you know, we joke all the time, like, why does any of our teams still live in California? <laughs> it's just nuts, especially when they shut down all the beaches. Like there's now officially no good reason to live in California, but not to beat up on Californians. A lot of great people. There's a lot of great areas there, but the insane 10% gouging law, look into it. And there's a couple other states too, that have done that at least one other one. So I felt it very necessary to kind of tell you from a very just personal level, Here's where we're at. Here's how we're processing things. We're thriving in our business. There's never been more opportunity, but yes, there are some frustrations. And yes, we are hearing you on those frustrations. I continue to forward on to my connections at Amazon internally. It's turned into quite a list now, unfortunately, but the people who are seeing crazy fair price warnings. Now, hear me out. What's it? How do I define crazy fair price warning? If you quadrupled your price on an item because it was selling fast, you used to sell it for $8 and now you're selling it for $35 because it was moving so fast, I, I'm not going to be able to help you out a whole lot if it's on an essential item or one of these hot moving items that everyone's clamoring for. It just can't help you out. I promised I was going to talk to you about which categories, by the way. Cleaning supplies, grocery. If you're trying to quadruple your price, and you're going to have some trouble. Amazon's going to catch up with you. They're going to give you a fair price warning. You're going to have to drop it back down. That's not, don't send me those examples and say, Jim, they're, they're telling me I'm gouging. Well, what, I don't know what gouging means. I don't exactly, legally, it's different in every state. I don't even know what the concept is. But if you're trying to ramp your prices way up, you're not maintaining your margins. So if you maintain your margins, I got your back and I can complain to Amazon on your behalf and hopefully make something happen. But if you didn't maintain your mar margins and you tried to ramp up way past where a consistent margin would allow you to, then you, you're probably not going to have anyone that, that has your back in this scenario right now, including us. We can't do a whole lot for you. But if you've maintained your margins, if you've, if you've held your price steady or you've only increased it enough to maintain your, your margin, hey, send me those examples. We've got a Facebook discussion going 
where we give you the details of that. I'll stick it in the show notes, silentgym.com slash podcast is the only link you'll ever need for our show notes. Go to this episode. There'll be a link right to the Facebook discussion where I go through fair price warnings, gouging, how to send us the information. If, if you've gotten caught in the Amazon's inconsistent algorithm right now, let's just call it that, their inconsistent algorithm that's throwing out some baby with the bathwater. You know, we've had examples where people have lowered their prices below where they were before the pandemic and they're still being accused of gouging, that kind of stuff. We can help you out. We can raise it, raise the attention and hopefully help that case go away. And before we go, I've got one last tip for you. I mentioned this last episode, just want to reemphasize. If you create bundles, if you get creative with bundles or multi-packs and you make your product, you kind of tuck it in with other products, it's a lot harder for Amazon's algorithm to catch you in the fair price warning net. Take that for what it's worth. I'm not saying you can get away with gouging. I'm saying you can protect your margins without as much threat from Amazon accidentally slapping you with their fair price warning algorithm if you get creative in how you bundle and multi-pack your products together. So do spend some time doing that if you want to protect some of your products. Group them together. Just look for, you know, customers who bought product X also bought product Y and Z. So go buy all of them. Mark them up a little bit, enough to protect your margins. Don't get off there into the, you know, trying to quadruple your margins that you were getting before. You're not going to be able to get away with it very long if you do for any time at all. But now's the time to be creative. And that's another way that you can help avoid getting slapped right now with the, uh, by the gouging monster. Hey, we're going to get through this. Let's end this on a, a nice positive note because things are really heading in a great direction. It's, it's not hard to paint scenarios. Here we are as we approach mid-May. It's not hard to imagine scenarios where this could have been so much ridiculously, dramatically worse than it's turning out to be. As the numbers come in, they continue to get less and less scary. That 2.2 million number that we were hearing here in the United States is a long distant memory that is, you know, was a huge exaggeration, but there for a while, there, you know, that was on the radar. It's not that the hope for vaccines and for treatments and, you know, the hope for how we get back to something resembling normal, all that's on the table now. Things are starting to be planned. Things are starting to be opened up again. Businesses are booming. If you're in e-commerce, your business is exploding right now. If it's not, you're doing something wrong because everyone's doing something online now. So many new business opportunities, so many opportunities to hire, put people back to work, give them meaningful work. They're able to work from home. One of the observations I've been making is how much worse this would be if it had happened. You know, in the course of human history, 30 years is nothing. What if this had happened 30 years ago? That's truly scary prospect before the internet was truly had caught on. And we could just say, hey, everybody, you know what? Work from home. Use your laptop, log in. Here's your new software that you need. Boom, we're off and running. So many businesses were able to do that. Can you imagine an economy where only maybe 10% of us could do that instead of an economy where 80% of us could do that? It's pretty frightening to think about. But here we are. So if we were going to have a pandemic now is the time to do it because we've been able to absorb so much of this impact. 
So we're bullish about the future. We're excited for the future. We think you've got a very bright future, especially financially, if you commit to this e-commerce learning trend. And I think it's huge. You know, if now's the time a lot of families are making decisions about schooling and kids and education. If this hasn't driven home the point that you need to be equipping your kid to be an entrepreneurial thinker, an outside the box creative thinker, I don't know what will. I think we need to raise an entire generation of entrepreneurs. I was excited to see statistics that are telling us that a lot, a significant number of families are considering just permanently homeschooling their children. And that tends towards a very entrepreneurial way of thinking. You're going to have a lot more free time that way. You didn't realize it. You know, just, I'm not going to turn this into a homeschooling episode. We'll do it if enough, enough of you request it because we've done it for a long time. Five kids, all we've ever known is homeschool. And we've been around a lot of other entrepreneurial homeschool families. But if you don't realize it, an hour or two of individualized attention per day from an adult completely blows away anything they'll get in a public or charter school system. An hour or two of individual attention from an adult blows away any experience. That leaves a lot of time because your average public school experience, for example, you know, you get up early, have breakfast, rush out the door, you're gone all day. What is that? Nine, 10 hour commitment? What if you could blow away the results from that environment with an hour or two at home? And then you've got free time. What do you do with that free time? You help them start a business, cut lawns, wash windows, walk dogs, start a business, lemonade stand, you know, e-commerce. You get them into selling eBay, Amazon. So now when they're at it, they're 20 and they're thinking, hmm, what do I want to do with my life? I've got a lot of options because I'm making $28,000 a year for my e-commerce business. So what do I want to do with my life? I've got no debt. Own my own car. It's paid off. Hmm, I think maybe I'll go to college for a couple of years. Sure, try it out. Why not? Don't need a loan, right? You've got a lot of options at that point. Why not have a generation of kids that are thinking that way? You've got the opportunity to do that. Hopefully there's some families right now that are hearing this and considering it. And I think it benefits our culture in a huge way to have entrepreneurs. So whether you have kids in your home or not, no matter what age you are or not, I'm here saying e-commerce is huge. The evidence is in, the debate is over. Those of us who were called crazy 15, 10, even five years ago for thinking that e-commerce was the future and the stable, sane people were in e-commerce. We were called the, the crazy ones who would have to get a real job again someday. Well, you know what? A lot of the real jobs don't feel real stable right now. And God bless all the people who are holding them down and getting up and doing the job you got to do. Why not on the side, start an e-commerce business? It's right there for you in your spare time. I'm not saying you need to drop your career. I'm not saying stop doing the work you love. I'm saying those few extra hours a week, that you know, your Netflix time for the next six months, cut it in half. Cut it down to 20% of what you're used to. Don't binge anything. If you've binged anything, it's cost you potentially millions of dollars. Next time you binge a show, just think, hmm, am I willing to spend $100,000 to binge on this show? Because that's what you're losing in opportunity if you were building an e-commerce business. So spend some time building an e-commerce, get something stable coming in, multiple streams of income, keep doing the career that you love if, you, if your heart is there. I'm not trying to talk you into or out of anything there, but there's opportunity here. I don't want you to miss out on it. The world has permanently changed in regards to how much people rely on the internet to do their retail shopping. Now is not the time to build a brick and mortar little bit of this, little bit of that store on the corner. 
it's going to struggle because people are shopping online now. We all know this is truth. 75, 80 million baby boomers now do most of their shopping online. Before they didn't. Now they do. That's just the way the world's changed, like it or not. Are you going to capitalize on that? Are you going to get in on it? Are you going to help educate businesses on how to take advantage of that? Build your own business there? Start an e-commerce website? It's wide open. You don't need a degree. The proven Amazon course, it's been called better than an MBA by dozens and dozens of people in our community. And as I'm recording this episode, it's $499 to get full lifetime access. That's all updates, all upgrades, all new modules that are added in over time. Pay once, you got it forever. Or if $499 is a lot for a course for you, if that stretches you, we've for the first time ever, we've got a $29 offer. I don't know if it'll still be in place. By the time you hear this, we won't hold it very much, which in the month of May 2020 right now, it's a special offer to get people through the pandemic, through the crisis. $29 a month. It's kind of like Netflix. You stop paying when you don't want to use it anymore, but you'll get all the updates. You get instant full access. So we've got those two different pricing opportunities for you there. Jump in, get started, get going. Now is a great time. This is the right community. We've got tens of thousands of people who are succeeding, all kinds of new people coming in constantly. We're here to help you out for free in our Facebook group, whatever questions you have. Now's the time to get going. It's a huge opportunity. It's been very validating for our team to see all these things that we've laid in place prove to be the right strategies. And I'll, I've come in for a landing here a couple of times. I think I'll, I'll definitely end here. You, know, you don't have to go back more than a year or two or three. And it was common in the Amazon training arena. Our, a lot of our competitors were laughing at retail arbitrage. Oh, it's dead. Oh, it's going... If you've been around very long at all, we've had plenty of people say retail sourcing was dead. It's never going to go anywhere. It's a dead end. Amazon's going to shut you down. It's not going to happen. No one's making any money. Meanwhile, we're seeing these seven-figure, eight-figure success stories being built in our community. Thousands of people building incredible businesses, very automated businesses, businesses where they don't see or touch product ever, and it's all based on retail sourcing. And now enter the virus, and suddenly the people who are truly putting the most money in the bank, serving customers well, building incredible businesses and hiring, they're the people that we've been training to do this strategy for the past several years. And the future is very, very bright for the next several months and years on that exact model. And meanwhile, the people who have a garage full of widgets because they bought some $7,000 course that made fun of retail arbitrage, they've now got a garage full of widgets they can't sell. Because during a virus, guess what? No one needs your matching spatula set. It's just not selling. And all the marketing magic in the world isn't helping them move. So that garlic press spatula set that you thought was the next big thing because some $100 a month tool told you it was, sorry, it's just not working out real well. But the whole inch deep, mile wide, spread out your risk, pursue the reward as it pops up on your radar. That strategy, the take no risks, achieve big rewards strategy that we teach around here, it's just booming. We feel very validated by that. We also feel validated that our own business is exploding. We don't just teach it. We're doing it to the tune of high six and a couple days a week, seven figure days right now. Just insane. So be a part of it. 
You're in the right community. You're in the right place. We're here to help you. God bless you, business building warrior. We are in your corner. We're praying for you. We are going to get through this together. Can't wait to gather together again very soon. We know we'll have the opportunity. Details at theprovenconference.com. Hey, God bless you. Talk to you real soon when we do another episode. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.